0: All of us develop patterns in life. All of us develop patterns in life. These patterns start very early, early, early. All of us develop patterns in life. All of us develop patterns in life. Record on anxiety, patterns in life, record on anxiety. Here to discuss this problem are members of a team of psychiatrists who teach basic psychiatry to general practitioners at one of the best known general hospitals in the United States.
1: First, the anxiety states. Early, early. Second, hysteria.
0: In the problems of psychopharmacology.
1: And third, mild
2: endogenous depressions. Feeling of dread, impending doom, uneasiness, something that somebody feels. Patterns.
0: Anxiety is akin to fear, but is not the same thing. I would, I would, I would compare anxiety to pain. Pain, pain, and even panic, and even panic, which then becomes patterns. Pain, a indicator of something going on there, there, there patterns, pain, a indicator of something going on there, there, there. I think a life without worry
3: or anxiety is inconceivable to me.
2: Now, when there is a threat, from a, a psychobiological point of view, when there is a threat, anxiety is a necessary component of living. The organism, the human being, is alerted by the signal of anxiety. When there is a threat, anxiety is a necessary component of living.
3: I think that it is a theoretically sound and very practical working tool for every physician to assume that every patient has some element of anxiety. You also have to assume that the patient
0: does not come to the doctor's office has a great deal of anxiety. The patient of course has a great deal of apprehension about what the doctor is or is not going to find.
2: He's there, he has a certain role, he's a magician, but a neutral sympathetic act. He's there, he has a certain role, he's a magician, but with sympathy, I think that by itself becomes the most significant anxiety-allaying mechanism in the hands of the
0: healer and physician,
2: a neutral sympathetic
0: attitude. Yes, there are certain toxic words, that's (laughs) why. That's one of them. (laughs) This is one of them. Now, at that moment, the physician may correctly discover that his patient is not only unhappy, but tense and anxious. And the physician may turn to the patient and say so. This is so-and-so, you are tense and anxious. A neutral sympathetic attitude. He can do much better by leaving out the two words, tense and anxious. Fine. Do you have something to add to this? Yes, I'd like to add one thing
3: about this question of catharsis. Uh, It is not necessary for it to be a catharsis in the usual sense. She came in one day and she sat down and she said, I hurt so much all over. And when I started to say something, she said, there's nothing for you to say, I just want you to know. I just want you to listen. And this helped her more than anything I could have done. Thank you. Now, if the symptoms of anxiety
1: are the most common symptoms of those encountered in neurotic individuals. I think it's important that we understand what are the manifestations of anxiety.
3: Well, we could start off with what is called manifest anxiety. Uh, The patient will come in and state simply, I feel anxious or I feel nervous or I feel on edge. We feel trembly, we feel restless. We may have uh, certain symptoms such as butterflies in the gut or a dry mouth or sweaty palms, many of the very familiar autonomic uh, manifestations of anxiety. These are things which occur concurrently. A person may feel apprehensive and be aware that his heart is racing or that he uh, has a dry mouth or that he has uh, sweaty palms. I think these go together. They are different manifestations of the same thing.
0: He may not realize that this patient actually is extremely anxious, extremely anxious, extremely anxious, but he doesn't verbalize it, Dr. Kaufman, Not every individual who
2: has anxiety is necessarily going to have all of these things in sequence. One thing we do know is there are gut people, there are cardiac people, and this is what I think is the danger of saying, there are 14 different manifestations and they come in this way. They may come in clusters of three or four, or you may have a whole gamut of them.
1: There is one aspect that we haven't covered here yet, and that is the psychotherapeutic use of drugs in the treatment of anxiety states. Dr. Fader, I'd like to begin with you and ask, are there any drugs that uh, are of help in treatment
3: of the anxiety state? And if so, which ones? There's Meprobamate, Chlordiazepoxide, and Diazepam. Well, of course, we're coming to the end now of what has been called the tranquilizer decade. The tranquilizer decade. During this time that all these psychotherapeutic drugs have come along, they are usually classified uh, according to the major areas that they affect.
1: These generally are the broad groups that are used in the anxiety states. And, of course, each uh, situation would require a variance in the drug, depending upon the uh, indication and the individual.
3: There is one group which is particularly useful in treating many aspects of anxiety. These are the so-called minor tranquilizers. Just to list them, they are the old-fashioned barbiturates. They are the old-fashioned barbiturates.
2: They're the old fashioned. Um, now about drugs. There has been a tremendous advance in the use of drugs. In the use of drugs. In the use, 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 with drug A than drug B. We don't understand
3: why one drug works. They are the old-fashioned barbiturates. Therefore, I think you have to be familiar with the drugs of this group and understand their indications and use one or another according to how the individual responds
0: in terms of sensitivity and side effects. All of us develop patterns in life. These patterns start very early. We can trace back Excessive feelings of anxiety to childhood experiences with brother, sister, and other figures in the environment. The impact
2: of childhood on an individual's personality was known way before Freud. Mm-hmm. Now, you may laugh at us psychiatrists about sex. We'll laugh right back at you. But the fact that childhood experience is going back extremely early are tremendously significant for the individual. Then I know what threat confronts this
3: woman with the prospects of being a semi-invalid and with having to go to bed. All of us develop patterns in life. Let me give you an example. A 65-year-old woman, and in this particular instance, and I quote the good ones, this is a businesswoman. Then I know what threat confronts this woman with the prospect of being a semi-invalid. People develop patterns in the first years of life. These patterns remain. We react much later to any occurrence in life in somewhat the same pattern. I would bring this question out into the open. I would then take my cue from that, that if she says, I thought about it and I've dismissed it, and I'm sure that it's something else, then I think we have to follow a path which is not unlike our dealing with anxiety in other instances. We have to recognize that this woman is very anxious about it. We have to recognize that she needs me, as the physician, to share this anxiety, to share this worry. We have to recognize that she wants me to do what I can, regardless of what I call it. So it's not necessary to force upon this woman the knowledge that she has recurrence or it's not necessary to force her to admit that this is what she's worried about. All you have to do is, by your question, let her know that you know that this is something that she might be worried about, let her know that you know that this is something that she might be worried about, and to let her know that you will do whatever there has to be done, whatever the cause of it.
2: Very illustrative. Yes, I think ultimately All patients' problems, yes, are solved in terms of the reaction of the patient. Yes, I don't think that we can, yes, say to a patient, yes, now look, don't be anxious. Yes, you know, take my authority for it. So ultimately, whether the therapy attempted is reassurance, insight, with a combination of drugs or without drugs. The old-fashioned It is what happens within the patient that becomes a significant and important thing.